Turn to Romans chapter 16. We, we started this series, we highlighted that Paul mentions 35 different names in Romans chapter 16. 35 different names that he's thankful for. Uh, he's grateful for. He, he appreciates and he wants everybody to know he's not ashamed to call their names out. Yeah. Amen. I, I appreciate the man or the lady. There's, there's one individual that I, I, I want to lift out tonight, a Bible character. Maybe some of y'all would probably have never heard a message preached on this individual. The one thing I like about the study we've been doing about Paul's friends, uh, we're getting uh, from us, from us to, uh, from me to you, uh, uh, familiar with the little, little unknown people, people that you don't hear a lot about. There's more to the scriptures than just Joseph in Egypt and, and David and Goliath or, or Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, the fiery furnace. Uh, and I thank God for those stories. I, I appreciate those stories of Samson and his exploits. I, I appreciate the stories uh, we read about Gideon and his men. Thank God for David and the stories that he, he's done and something that you get in place with. And speaking for myself, you look at them and at, at superheroes of faith. And I can't be that. I can't be them. I, I can't be a David. I, I can't be a, a Samson. I, I can't be those. But we've been studying people like Timothy and Luke and uh, Aquila and Priscilla and Barnabas and Onesimus. That, that those people I, I can be. Those people I identify with because they're not great people. They're not put on pedestals, but they're people who, who just love to serve God, love to be with God, and they love the people of God and the church. I can be that. You can be that. I, I thought about Sunday morning preaching on the better together, and I thought about Priscilla and Aquila, how a married couple joined together, serving God, walking with God, teaching their family, bringing their children up in the ways of the Lord. I thought about going that way, but somehow no, the Lord said no. I, I thought about going to no need to doubt him now when he was on the mountain after the resurrection in Matthew 28. I thought about going that direction. Thought, but, you know, they, the Bible said, and they doubted. They said no. But I, I'm quite sure this is the one. There are many people that not one of us could be like, but we just put our hearts and minds to it and, and seeing God, what God has done, we could be a person like Paul's friends. We, went, we come to give glory to God. Our character is not found, is only found in the first two verses of chapter 16. And only mentioned by name one time in the Bible. This is the only reference you'll find of her. You'll find her name in this Bible, even in reading verse number one. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Centuria, that you receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, that you assist her in whatsoever business she have need of you, for she have been a succour of many and of myself 
also. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just open, open our eyes and help us to see the things that we need to see, Lord. Lord, I ask you to bless each one here tonight, Lord, from the minds and the hearts, Lord. Help us to uh, stand strong in this world that we live in, Lord. And we'll pray, that, Lord, that you just touch hearts and empty me yourself and fill me with our spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here, here tonight we're going to look at this little-known character. Let me ask you this. How many of you have heard mention or a, a full message on this character of Phoebe? A message, a full message. Nobody. This, this is a character that people little, just when they read the Bible, they just seem to skim over. They don't seem to uh, dig into that character who Phoebe is. Let me say this fact, this fact that this woman, this, this, the fact is this woman is only mentioned one time in your Bible, but she does not diminish her glory for God, her love for God, and her serving for God. It does not make her any less important than all the others that we mentioned about David, Samson, all those. It doesn't make her less important of them just because she's just mentioned one time. I know when you start preaching as a woman, as a character, most men just shut up. I cannot learn anything from a woman. Let me just say this right here now. Get that attitude out because this woman here can teach you a lot of stuff. Here we find a lady tonight. She is a single lady. And she does something mighty great. Mighty great. And for the glory of God, it would do it all of us to get a hold of something about her in our life that helps us. That it would be a blessing to us. Let me say this before I get started. Let me just get this disclaimer right off the bat. If you read some of the versions like the NIV, New Living Version, that New Revised Version, they call her a deaconess. Can I say that? That is not right. The Bible here says she was a servant of the church. Uh, she was not a deacon. Uh, and if you got a problem with that, see me after the church, after church service. But I'm just telling you, she was not a deacon. She was just a servant of the church. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. That, that's a good thing. But somebody say, hey, that is a servant of the church. That would be a good thing. Let me give you three or four things about this woman, and maybe it'll brighten your day up. I don't know. It blessed my day. First of all, we see the bright, her brightness. Her name, Phoebe, literally means bright or radiant. Her name comes from, especially in the area that she's from, the Greek mythology. This woman obviously was not raised in Christian home. Her parents must not have been pagans because they named her after the Greek god for uh, had to do something with brightness, the brightness of the moon. She was born and her parents said to this child, they looked at it and says, this child is going to be a bright child. We'll think we'll just call her Phoebe. Now, let me just say this. The Bible put a lot of emphasis on words and the names and what they mean. Amen. But to be born again, little did she know, her name was going to be prophetic. She was going to, her, her name was going to, uh, was going to carry 
way beyond the Greek mythology. It was going to carry into the great commission and the call of God. This little lady was going to be something radiant light in her brightness for the glory of God tonight. I thought about the, the church and how we are shining lights. The Bible says we're to be shining lights. Do you realize something that, uh, about the moon tonight? Let me just give you this. The moon is a dead, lifeless planet. Dead, lifeless planet. But yet we can look up in the sky tonight and we see the moon. Why is it that we see the moon? Because the moon reflects the brightness of the sun. The moon reflects the brightness of the sun. Amen. Even though you cannot see the sun, it's nowhere around, but that moon is up there and it's letting you know the sun is still shining. The sun is still alive. Can I tell you tonight, as a Christian, you should be reflecting the sun. You be showing the right brightness of God in your life and letting everybody know, hey, the sun is still alive. He's not dead in a grave. The sun is still on the throne tonight. We're to reflect the brightness of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. We are the picture of the moon. The church is the living God. We were dead in trespassing sins. We had no life on our own. But thank God one day the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ came into our lives. It shined in our dark hearts. And our job is to simply to shine forth the praises of him that called us out of that darkness this morning. Amen. You know, what our job is, is to let the lost and dying world know that the sun is still alive. That's our job. The sun is still ruling. Amen. Amen. As long as there is a remnant of Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, born-again, blood-washed Christians, it will always be light in this world. Amen. Letting dark know, hey, the sun is still alive. Do you want this? When, when the world rides by the sign outside and the church outside and they see something going on inside here, they hear something going on inside here, they start to hear the shouts going on inside here. Say, so what in the world has gone out there? We're letting them know as they drive by that Jesus is still alive. He's not in a tomb. He's not on the cross, but he's still alive tonight. That is our job, to let the world know that he's still alive. That's why they called her Phoebe, the brightness. I, I don't know much about salt water. I live by it. I fished in it. I've lived around it. But when it comes to ties, there, there's such thing as an extra high tie and extra low tie. I, I couldn't understand that. I couldn't figure it out. What's the difference between a high tie and a low tie? Can you get an extra high tie? And can you get an extra low tie? But I did say, find this out. I do know this, that uh, the, the ties are, are, are basically controlled or, or influenced by 
the gravity or the sun, by the moon, the pull. Mm. <laughs> the, <laughs> oh my my my! Just gotta get y'all gotta get a hold of this. It, it affects it, it. affects everything on earth. The moon affects it. The sun affects it. It's that pull that, and if something gets in between that pull. It causes something to happen to that. Can I say this? Any time the earth comes between the pull, between the moon and the sun, it affects everything on this planet. Amen. It affects everything. Can I say this? If something comes between you and the sun, it affects everything in you. It affects how you see, how you worship, how you praise God, how you shine. Because the brightness of the sun is no longer shining on you. Amen. You say, well, I want to be that bright person. I want to be somebody that reflects how do I do it? How do I reflect something in my life and my, for uh, 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 the gospel's sake of my family's life, my workplace? How, how do I reflect that? I, I want to affect uh, the church for God's sake. I want to affect uh, friends for that. Phoebe did. i tell you how she did it. She got lined up. She got lined up with the word of God. We're, we're supposed to be lined up, Pastor. Oh, no, not with me, not with each other. There is already a pattern for us. I'm not the pattern. I'll tell you, we're supposed to line up with the sun. Get lined up with the sun. When you get your life fixed with the sun, what he said is, uh, he said, he will carry. He'll make an impact in your life and in this world. When you get lined up with God, the sun that's when you're able to make an impact in this world. That's what you did. Christians should have an effect on this world. Amen. Don't get quiet on me now because it's going to get worse. That, that's our problem today. The problem with modern day churches. We don't have effect on anything. We don't affect no one. Our prayers are not effective. We're taken out of schools uh, because they Churches have ceased to become effective in this world. The church has become silent. They've been silent far too long. They got out of line with the sun and more in line with the world. And when the church got out of line with the sun and got in line with the world, we have ceased to be effective today. That's the only thing that keeps the sun and moon from shining is something gets in between the sun and the moon. That's the earth. Anything that gets in between us and the sun, it affects our relationship with the sun. It affects our relationship with the sun. It affects our relationship with the church. It affects our relationship with the Bible. It affects our relationship with prayer. Our faithfulness, our walk with God, it affects everything when we get out of line with God. Our dedication. No wonder why this world is not effective anymore. 
Somehow we allow to come in between our souls and a Savior, and we are no longer effective in this world. We see her brightness, because she's named after brightness, her radiant. We, we see her blessings. It said that she was a servant of the church in Centuria. That, that's near Corinth. Uh, uh, verse number two, that you receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, that you assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you, for she hath been a succor of many and of myself. She's a blessing because of the distance that she has traveled to blessing, be a blessing. Do you might know how far Centuria is from this church she's at? 700 miles. She didn't go down her air, uh, local airline and said, hey, let me get me a ticket, I want to go. She didn't say, hey, I'll catch the next boat. I'll get in my car and drive. No, no, she didn't do that. It's 700 miles. This is not modern day travel. She had to walk a good distance. And if you look on a map, there's a lot of water in between the lands there. And she had to catch a ship ride. And that ain't overnight. That took a long time. And it took weeks for her to travel this 700 miles. What a blessing for somebody that will travel 700 miles to be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. And we get all upset. We have to travel 10 miles just to get to church. Amen. I ain't bragging, but we used to drive 45 miles one way. It does get tiresome. It does. But in order for you to be a blessing to somebody, you got to go beyond what you think where you, your cutoff point, and, and sure, her cutoff point was no cutoff point. She went 700 miles. She does 700 miles in primitive traveling. It's tiring. It will wear you out. I imagine upon the trip, it takes weeks upon weeks. Time, money, effort, labor. Can I imagine someone asking her on this trip, what are you doing? She's traveling by herself. You're always by yourself. This was not at a time traveling was a, a, a weary thing anyway. It was just, it, was just not, it wasn't feasible to travel people would come and live and die within two or three miles of their home and never been no further away to go 700 miles this is an odd thing for this lady and to be a woman on the other side of that flip coin it is really an odd thing for her to be by herself traveling 700 miles somebody said what are you doing I'm trying to go to be a blessing to those people down there. What an answer. Why, why do you preach? I'm trying to be a blessing. Why do you teach? I'm trying to be a blessing. Why do you witness? I'm trying to be a blessing. You telling me you left your home 700 miles away. You ride a ship. You walk on foot all the way to Rome. Just trying to be a blessing to someone else. That's right. That's what I'm trying to do. Be a blessing. Wasn't it time that you wanted to quit? Sure. It was time I want to quit. 
Wasn't there a time when you got inconvenient? Sure. When you got hungry? When you got thirsty? When you were scared for your life? Wasn't it a time you felt like saying, I don't want to do this no more? This is a little tougher than I expected. There are times of storms. And she was on a ship being tossed and thrown back and forth. She, she was walking the pathway and, and robbers and thieves all around. Uh, it, it, it was frightening out there. What are you doing here? I'm trying to be a blessing. She may have felt like quitting. But she says, I ain't because there's somebody up there that needs me. They need what I've got. There's somebody up there that needs what I'm carrying. You say, what was she got to do with me tonight? All of you are on a journey tonight, Amen. All of us are going through storms. Uh, we're all going to walk through this life. And, and there's going to be some rough spots. Uh, there's going to be some dry patches in our life. There's going to be places of fear. Uh, there's places of doubt. Uh, places where you just feel like quitting. Places where you feel like it ain't worth it anymore to do what I'm doing. Why do you keep on going? Because somebody up there needs what I've got. Somebody up there needs what I got. There's somebody down your roadway that needs what you got tonight. Amen. They need a word from God. They need a word that says God has brought me this far to give a blessing to you. Has brought me this far to take you on and say I'm loving you. I'm caring for you. I want to be a blessing to you. God brought me here for a reason. God brought me here for a purpose. God didn't bring me this far for me to quit. God didn't bring you this far to quit. I got somebody to be a blessing to a road there. And if, and if I quit, listen to me, if you quit, they're going to miss out on that blessing. Phoebe, why do you do what you do? Because somebody up there needs a blessing. I, I, I've come too far to quit. The old song says, each day that I live, he gives me more than I need. And if I could ever describe the goodness to me, if you asked how I made day after day, there's only one thing I can say. It's been a long journey but I've been blessed. <laughs> Walking with Jesus, I have no regrets. He's good to me, and I must confess, the way has been rough, but I have been blessed. Phoebe says, I, I've been blessed. Sure it was rough. Sure it was long. I've faced the storms. I've been through the rough spots. I've been through the valleys. But I'm telling you, somebody down there needs what I've got. And I'm telling you, somebody needs what you got. You say, well, I don't know if I want to continue on. I I'm just thinking about giving up. I'm thinking about just 
throwing in a towel. But let me tell you, there is somebody down your pathway that needs what you got tonight. That is a word of God, a word of encouragement, and a word that says, hey, I'm here to just carry on with you. Amen. You say, preacher, it's been rough. I know that. I ain't saying it ain't going to be rough either. I ain't saying there hasn't been a drought and there's storms and, and heartaches and, and tears. But I'm saying, for goodness sake, don't quit now. Don't quit now. There's somebody up ahead needs a word from God. There's somebody up ahead that needs some encouragement. Just keep going tonight. Phoebe is a blessing because of the distance she had to travel. She's a blessing because of the difference that she made. This word you find in Hebrews describing Jesus is, a, is, is about being a succor to them that are tempted. Tempted, look at verse 2, for she had been a secure of many and of myself. You know what that word secure means? To bring assistance, to support, especially in times of hardships. Get a hold of that. Get a hold of that. What a blessing it is to have some. <laughs> What it is a blessing is to have somebody pull up beside you and they can see it in your face, they can see it in your walk that you're going through something, that you're needing something and they pull up beside you and say, hey, I'm here to pray for you. I'm here to give you the word of God. God said, hey, come up beside you. I want to be a blessing to you. If nothing more, I just want to pray for you. What a blessing that is. Amen. We need everybody, somebody like in our life to pull up beside us. Someone to help you in the time, difficult times of life. You know, you could get to the place where things are good, good for so long that you forget. You get to thinking you don't need anybody in your life. You let the doctor call you and say, hey, cancer's on your body. You need somebody. Let the doctor call you and say, hey, you get your stuff right because you ain't got long to live. Let some tragedy of loss of loved one come in your family. You're going to need somebody to pull up beside you and give you a word of encouragement. If nothing, just a shoulder to cry on. You're going to need somebody like that. Phoebe was a blessing. If you don't have somebody like that, you're going to allow discouragement creep into your life. And you're going to wish you had a Phoebe in your life give you a call or send you a text message just to say hey I'm here for you I'm standing at the door what do you need I'm here for you can I say yeah let me say this I'm going to brag on y'all that's what I love about this church I really do uh, you can get one phone call or one text message Somebody's got so-and-so. Next thing you know, everybody jumps in. Yeah. And somebody needs this. Next thing you know, I'm the last person that gets the text. <laughs> I get the text, and everybody says, well, it's already taken care of. <laughs> you know, I like to jump in there somewhere along the line. But I, I, I see the text. that say, somebody needs this. The next thing I know, it's done. It's taken care of. Somebody is hurting. They, they need this to be taken care of, and it's already taken care of. What can I do? Y'all take care of it for me. 
One, one phone call from somebody in church and everybody in church jumps up and just runs with it and they don't have to be orchestrated. They don't have to say, well, let's call us a committee meeting and get it all figured out. You, know? you just run with it and get it done. That's the sign of a healthy church. You don't need somebody to get a committee to get together and say, hey, so-and-so needs a hamburger. Just go get them one. I need a hamburger. Cheese, lettuce, and tomato. Mayonnaise. Amen. That, that's the sign of a healthy church when somebody says somebody is in need and the church is already taking care of it. That's a healthy church right there. Amen. It's a healthy church. And that's what Phoebe was. That's what she was. No man lives to himself, no man dies to himself. I thought about the prodigal son. Listen to me. I thought about the prodigal son. Here he was, as long as he had money, he boy had friends. As long as he could party and spend and buy what they needed, that boy had friends after friends, and he'd just have a wonderful time. Everybody say, hey, you're my friend. But when that money ran out, <laughs> when he had no more money, where'd he find himself in the hog pen? It was no friends around then. There was nothing going on then. Hey, he done lost all his money, done spent all his money, and now he's in a hog pen. Where are your friends at now? Let me tell you, there are some Phoebes in this church that I am proud of that will always be there for you. How, how do I surround myself with the Phoebes in my life? Stay in the place where there are Phoebes at. We got a bunch of Phoebes in this church. You disconnect yourself from this church, you disconnect yourself from the Phoebes of this church. Don't blame them. You want Phoebes in your life to be there for you, there'll be a blessing for you, there'll be an encouragement for you, then stay where they're at, at the church. Amen. Amen. Y'all get mad if you want to. We see her book. What? Phoebe's got a book. You better believe she's got a book. You know why she really went to Rome? Most Bibles, and I've checked them this morning. I just wanted to make sure most Bibles don't have a postscript. At the end of the last verse, Postscript in Romans chapter 16, verse 27. Sean, this is in the Bible. This is in Romans from Corinthians. I sent my Phoebe to the church of Y'all heard that? Y'all getting this? I'm about to jump out of my skin. She went to Rome to get something. <clears throat> she went to Rome to be a blessing to other people, but while she's there, she sees Paul, and Paul says, she's, she's been a blessing to me. She's been an encouragement to me. I, I've got something for her that I need for her to take back. Y'all, 700 miles she's got to take. And I, I see her with this. It wasn't in chapter form then, but it was in a letter form then. She's got this letter. She's got to get on this ship, and it's going to be weeks after weeks. And, and Paul says, yeah, make sure to deliver this letter I got. 
deliver this letter. She says, oh, okay, I'll deliver it. She got done. I was going to say, oh. Justified by faith. All the sin would come short of glory to God. She probably got to reading that and said, oh, I got something special here. She's on that ship. She's reading that letter all the time, looking at it, and she's carrying it with her on a pathway, and then robbers come and say, hey, you can take everything, take all you want, but this you cannot have. It's too precious. The world needs what I got in the hand. This is what the world needs. She's reading that letter, justified by faith. Then she reads over in Romans 1, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, what is the power of God unto the salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jews first, and also to the Greek. Or she read over in Romans 3.10, For it all is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Some of y'all got saved by somebody reading Romans Road. For all sin to come short of the glory of God. Somebody stood up in chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Somebody had read that to you. Somebody had took you down that road and you got saved because Phoebe had this letter with her and she was not going to let it go. She was carrying something that was so poor. She didn't realize what she was carrying was going to so radically change the world. She didn't know that. She's just carrying a letter. But it was an exciting letter to her to read. She's reading this letter and it's just blowing her mind. Man, Paul's writing this stuff. But she didn't knew, she didn't know how radically it was going to change the world. Yeah. Amen. For whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank God for Phoebe. Thank God for her because I got this tonight. She could have easily, she could have easily on the road, you know what, it's getting hard. It's getting worse. It's getting trifled. I'm wore out. I'm tired. I'm just going to throw it in. I'm not going to go all the way back. If she had given up, where would that letter have been at? If she had given up, where would you be at? We would have never heard where the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, eternal life. We would have never heard that. If she had said, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to be a blessing, I'm, not gonna, I'm weary, I'm tired of traveling, I'm just going to give it up. Where would you have been? I want to also tell you tonight, what you, you say, well, I, I, I ain't got what Phoebe's got. You're right. You ain't got what Phoebe's got. She only had one book. You got 65 more. You got a whole lot more than Phoebe got. And I'm telling you what, there's somebody down your road that's going to need a word of encouragement. That's going to need to be lifted up. That's going to be say, hey, I've got somebody here. There's somebody down there that's going to need to know that God loves them. God cares for them. And, and the Phoebe went and brought the letter to us that we can share it with the world today. I just wonder if she really knew what she was carrying. I doubt it. I doubt it. 
just like everybody else, their faithfulness, your brightness. You don't know the impact you're going to make somebody's life down the road. You'll never know. If you quit today, somebody down the road is going to miss out because of you being not being faithful. You decided to give up. You decided to throw in a towel. I, I, I'm not saying the way ain't rough. I'm not saying the, the way is easy. And, and I'm going to tell you this, it's going to get rougher than what it is now. It's going to get harder than what it is now. But somebody down the road needs what you got. And if you don't make it all the way, you don't take it to them, they'll lose out. They'll lose out. These young people, when you go to school, there's some people in your school that needs what you got. You need to be a blessing to them. Take it to them. Take the word of God to them. She was doing this to help the local church. What are you doing to be a blessing? To the church. What are you doing? Well, I know we got some Phoebes in here. I know we got Onesimuses in here. I know we got some Timmies in here. Luke's. I know we got all them in here. We got some Phoebe, uh, Priscilla and Quillas in here. I know we got them in here. What are you doing to be a blessing? To the church. Don't give up. 